And we are live, and welcome to what is going to be probably the most fun-packed episode of the Let's Talk Vinyl. I was about to say of uh, the Touring Fan Live. I am all over the damn place here. But tonight, I'm so excited. This is episode 11. Uh, we are going on the one-year anniversary of Touring Fan Live and one-year anniversary of Let's Talk Vinyl. And I am so excited to my left or on the screen, I think, or my right. I don't know how the hell this works. On the right of the screen is my good friend, Trey Bush, who is the more uh, knowledgeable one about wine and Pearl Jam. And he has a better look looking demeanor than I do. So uh, welcome, Trey. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? I feel great. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this show for a few days now. So, you know, well, as, it was, as it was building, I told you today, I, I, I drove to Spokane, uh, which is a two hour and 45 minute drive from Walla Walla. And so it gave me lots of opportunity to listen to a bunch of cover songs from Pearl Jam today. And so it was awesome. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we, this was a, we, I was drunk last episode beyond that, that one really tore me up, but I was like, let's just do a cover episode, not thinking the huge dynamic behind it and what cover music means. And thinking these last couple of weeks, um, I was like, you know, cover music, especially during the pandemic really helped, um, a band out and that was black circle. Um, they were covered a lot of Pearl Jam music, which brought their publicity, their popularity forward. And because of that, that also brought, um, you know, they're, they're, they became bigger because of that, but really their musical ability and talent is what carried them through. And not only were they just originally known as a Pearl Jam cover band, now people know them as Black Circle, the band that's putting out a lot of great music. Um, so tonight, Black Circle will be joining us at 9.16 um, after we do our wine talk. Um, maybe we'll uh, rope Lenny into doing a cover song for us. Um, and then who knows, I've given our link out to a couple of guests about potentially coming on tonight, talk later on, but I think this is going to be a marathon of a show. We have a lot of videos to watch, a lot to talk about, but before we get into Black Circle and cover songs and stuff, we need to talk about this, because this bottle of wine's been open for an hour and I'm ready to try it. And tell us about the Sorceress. This is the Sorceress. This is the, this is the Grenache that we make, and so... Uh, the idea about this episode was to talk about Grenache as a grape. And uh, I don't think we have, uh, in our you past 11 episodes, I don't think we visited this wine at all. This is the first time you've had uh, our Grenache. And it's possible this might be the first time you've ever had the grape. Uh, but it is um, a grape that was made is made famous in the Southern Rhone Valley of France. Uh, where Grenache is one of the main grape varietals grown in an area called Chateauneuf de Pop. And if you ever go to a, a nice wine store, they usually have an uh, area for Southern Rhones, and you should have no problem finding really good, they call them CDPs, Chateauneuf de Pop. You don't say Chateauneuf de Pop, you say CDP. And uh, those are typically Grenache dominant wines. Not always, but for the most part, it's one of the most heavily planted grapes in the Southern Rhone. We've been making Grenache in Washington, uh, we being sleight of hand. Our first vintage was 2011. Uh, we started making Grenache. Um, it's a relatively new grape to the state. They've had Grenaches from the 2000s planted here, but uh, most of the Grenache plantings are all relatively young vine plantings. And so um, it's really yet to be determined what we can do with this grape. But um, we, uh, at sleight of hand, we try to honor these old world traditions. We don't use uh, any new oak 
on this wine. We use all old barrels. Uh, we do a lot of foot crushing, which means like we literally foot crush these grapes. And so the stems are part of the fermentation. And, uh, and that adds a really cool complexity to the final wine. There's like a spice component. There's like a, um, a tannin profile that comes from the stems as well. Um, and uh, really, really perfumey grape. Oh, yeah. They typically are um, um, very floral. Lot of, they typically are red fruited. So you're going to get like lots of cherry, raspberry, strawberry, those kind of notes. Um, uh, pom you know, pomegranates, think like Christmas spices. So that's typically Grenache, no matter if it's from the Rhone Valley or whether it's from Washington or even some examples in California. Although a lot of the California Grenaches that I've had uh, are made in a bigger, riper style, uh, more oak, and um, kind of mask some of those delicate, delicate flavors. We treat it more like Pinot Noir than we do um any other grape varietal so we, we treat it as a very del delicate grape if you look at the color of that anthony it's it's going to be like a little more you know it's, it's not the darkest red wine that you've opened from us right it's, it's no i can clearly like with the light coming through it, i clearly can see through this one more than i would typically yeah. some of the other ones you would send and it, and yeah, what you so and you made a great point because as soon as i opened this bottle of wine within minutes this whole room smelled like it oh good that's great so you've got the 18 vintage. I opened up an older bottle. So you have our new label. And then this is our old label right here. And so this is from 2012. And uh, it's tasting awesome. This wine's nine years old now. I think it's just hitting a sweet spot. And uh, yeah, it's pretty tasty. So you just opened that bottle tonight. So that's been sitting since for, well, you said nine years. Are you going to drink that whole bottle? Because you can't, we cannot no. put that. No, I'm going to drink half this. I got to save the rest for Holly. She's at dance practice tonight. So <laughs> I got to save the rest of that for her, for sure. I think she's watching the car. So I love her. <laughs> <laughs> she is a big fan of the show. So what now with this wine tip, and I like to ask this question because it's something that I like to typically what kind of foods would you typically associate eating with this wine? Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, it's going to be, you know, like mostly they're going to be meat dishes, right? I mean, even though this is delicate looking, it's still a powerful wine. It's uh, They typically are higher in alcohol. Uh, it's just a uh, product of the way this grape ripens um, that they're going to be typically over 14% alcohol. Um, and, uh, tannin profiles can range from sort of medium tannin to big tannin. And those usually require roasted meats. Uh, and so I typically think of like, you know, uh, you have like the herbs de Provence. You've heard of that, like for like, you know, French food and stuff, right? Yes. That's, those are the perfect spices for like, you know, a, a beef dish or like beef bourgogne or uh lamb dish, something like that. So, okay. So, yeah. I, I do like this. This is a really good wine. This is much different than any of the wine you've sent me. In retrospect, that you've sent me a lot of red wines, but this is one that's distinctively different where the palate on my tongue is completely different than it normally does. It's not as much of a – it doesn't have that, that like copper taste like you were talking about. Not copper, but like that taste that you get on the inside of your, your uh, cheeks, which is really interesting. Um, no, this, this, is, this is really good. I'm curious how I'll feel after a whole bottle. That glass, so well done. That, yeah, well – 
I've been staring at this for a while because you know how I have my fancy uh, decanter that you uh, you that we got and my fancy glass, which I've got the swirl down for. Um, nice. yeah. But no, it, it's interesting. You know, when you said the sorceress too, it made me think of like, you know that artwork that was on uh, Backspacer? Sure, yeah. You know, like, and I look at that image, I'm like, that woman could have been on that cover. Like, she could have easily been on the cover of Backspacer for sure. You know, one of the, when I uh, when I was in Tim Bierman's office, the artist Tom Tomorrow, who did that album cover, did a picture of Tim, and Tim got it on his wall in his office, and it's awesome. It's that same cartoony, you know, it's like Stone and Ed and all these other guys, and there's a picture of Tim, which hmm. I thought that's pretty cool. You Tom Tomorrow actually make a cartoon out of you. Um, I I, I need a cartoon made of me. I uh, you know, I mean. <laughs> I, you know the sad thing is, like I was thinking tonight, you're we're gonna a have real black life cartoon. You're a real life cartoon. You're I am a freaking real life cartoon. I, you like the shirt tonight? I do. I'm making I'm making a political statement. Um, but uh, the, uh, the you know, I was thinking tonight. I'm like, we're gonna have Lenny, and we're gonna have Sergio, we're gonna have all these guys from Black Circle that are all in shape, looking good. You're in shape, looking good. And there's this fat slob over here in a white. I mean, Lenny's wearing a white T-shirt, you know, and he's all in shape and got the voice and. Here's Slobby Anthony, you know, with the uh, no bozo shirt on. But anyway, before we get to Black Circle, I figured we should start by playing one of the cover, one of the covers. We have four videos tonight. We're gonna watch for most videos we ever played on the show of Pearl Jam covers. Um, but I figured let's let's do that, right? Let's let's get you know one of them out of the way, shall we? And we're gonna and what we're gonna do too is we have a new view. It's called. What is Anthony and Trey doing while they're listening to this song? So, um, are you ready for the? Are you? Oh, did you? Do you like the new graphic in the background? I don't know if you. Uh, would, I do you like it? I do like it. <laughs> All right. So this is the first cover song. After this cover song, we'll get Black Circle on. Um, but let's rock and roll with the first cover of the night. <laughs>
Well, I kind of, I you know what? I kind of dig the uh, the side views. You know, we no one ever knows what we're doing during a song. I kind of digged it. Maybe you didn't, Trey. I don't know, but I was uh, that was kind of. I, I had no idea. I had no idea they ever covered that. Where, where did they play that at? That was at that Wrigley. Wrigley. That was uh, twenty eighteen. Yes, it was. Yeah, so I missed that. I, that was the only. Uh, we I didn't go to the Chicago shows. We went to Seattle, Missoula, and Boston, but I missed Chicago. Mm. I've never seen him play that. Listen, as a huge Bowie fan, and I've already told my Bowie story, told me times when I heard, I didn't even know they played that. Going through this whole cover situation and digging in deep, and I found out yeah. about that. I said that needs to be on the show. So, um, and first of all, I thought they did an excellent job with it. Right? You know, Bowie is someone hard to cover, um, yeah. and I think Pearl Jam knocked it out of the park. That was pretty good. Oh come on! It was okay. Well, I don't know. It was fine. Uh, Shannon says she likes the side view, so keep it in. All right. Well, now, we have some of the guests here. I know that we'll have one joining us shortly, but tonight, we are talking about cover songs. We're talking about cover music with Pearl Jam and how Pearl Jam covers music. Well, we all know that there's a lot of bands out there that cover Pearl Jam music, and there has been one over the last, God, two years that has been dominant in our newsfeed and our social media that has knocked these covers out of the park. And um, that band is Black Circle. And we are going to welcome them now. Welcome Black Circle to Let's Talk Vinyl. How's it? Wait, wait, wait. Don't say anything yet. Now say something. I unmuted you. How you guys doing? <laughs> What's Hello. up, Anthony? How are you doing, everybody? Thanks for having us. Oh, oh absolutely an honor to have you guys. You know, the reason I reached out to you all about being on here with me and Trey um, is talking about cover music in general. You know, when I first was introduced to you all up, oh, we have, I think, our fourth. Hold on. Let's bring him on, too. Let's get the whole gang in here. Boom. We have a full party now. Yo, <laughs> Nick. Hey. Let's see. So How you guys doing? We're doing great. So like I was just saying, too, um, the reason I found out about Black Circle and how it came to me was... Um, it was when you guys covered uh, Dance to Clairvoyance, so early on in the life of that song. And it's interesting how now, where we haven't really heard that song live, and you guys were the first people to really play that in a live setting, I kind of sometimes, when I hear that song, I think back to hearing it from you. But you guys have dynamically changed from being a Pearl Jam cover band to being a band that's putting out extremely quality music um, that has been a staple to the community of music for a long time. Um, so, uh, thank you guys for coming out. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, it's a pleasure, man. And thanks for the kind words. Well, you know, yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Definitely. So let's, let's get right into this. You guys are uh, big Pearl Jam fans. What made you all decide to cover Pearl Jam? Want to take that one? Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll take that. Um, I, um, well, we are uh, huge fans, uh, and we started another uh, Pro Chain cover band uh, some years before, Black Circle. Uh, we didn't even uh, knew Lanny. Uh, we had another singer, uh, and me, Nick, and Gabriel, which is the bassist, um, we had that band, and we played for, uh, for some years. Uh, and uh, suddenly the band uh, went broke up. broke up. Yeah, so we started uh, trying. We started uh, trying to find another singer, 
then we, we we found Lenny on the internet so we didn't even know if he lived here in our city uh, we're from Rio de Janeiro um, so luckily he he was living here uh, he's from here so uh, it's been uh, it's been quite some time that we we are playing Progen live uh, but I think uh, after one year uh, playing with Black Circle, we uh, spontaneously started writing our own songs. So uh, that's how we started playing Progen and then we started uh, slowly moving to an original work. Hey, Anthony, can I, yeah. I, I want to ask you a quick question. Can you guys all introduce yourself and just give us your name and what instrument you play for Black Circle? Because it's, sure. it's going to be new to me. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's let, let me because because I'm so though. Okay, I'm Nick Miani. Miani uh, played the drums for Black Circle. I'm Luis and I play the guitar. I'm Lenny. I sing, and I'm Sergio and I play the guitar too. And there's also Gabriel. He's the bassist, but he's not here tonight. <clears throat> awesome. Well, we're glad to have you four here. So that we appreciate that. Yeah. Very much. No, so, fine, man. Fine, man. So, <laughs> you know, first of all, I, I think it's hilarious that you guys just found someone online and said, hey, we're going to cover Pearl Jam. Hey, there's this guy literally around the f corner from us that really could knock the shit out of the park. Um, and it just it, the odds of that happening is lightning in a bottle. It, it, it really only strikes once. It's uh, it's a really odd um you know, it's weird. It's, it's, it's unlucky. So, I mean, you know, congrats to you, but I will tell you something. The one thing I've really enjoyed about, you know, watching your cover songs is, you know, sometimes, you know, you do make them your own. Like there's definitely some formality of how Lenny can, you know, change it up or even Sergio, how you play a guitar. There's, it, it, you can hear that even though it's a Pearl Jam song, you are making your own, which I appreciate. Cause I don't believe, you know, cover song should be just 100% note for note exactly like it's supposed to be. Cause then it's just like a, a carbon copy. Um, but what the cool thing I found about you guys that I didn't know about um, is when, you know, later on when I, you guys were a part in April of the uh, Benefit for Parkinson's um, and you guys did your own original music, I was like, God, and I heard it. You guys sent it, which super grateful for you all being a part of Rockin' for a Cure. Um, you, with you guys being there, we raised we, we raised a ton of money, over $10,000 um, in that short month. So I appreciate you guys coming on. That, that means a lot. Very but, happy we could help, man. Oh, dude, yeah. it, it's it's a it's a means a lot. But your original music is absolutely stellar. So, and I know that recently you've done a lot of these live streams of a lot of the Pearl Jam covers. When, is there going to be a time when you transition from being more of a Pearl Jam cover band, like fifty fifty Pearl Jam, fifty fifty original, where you focus heavily on being an original band? Well, I think that's going to happen at some point. Um, we try not to plan too much, right? uh but it's it's tough to say when that's going to happen i mean we've been we've been recording our own music that's what we're doing here today actually um uh, but i don't we can't tell you exactly when when that's going to happen but it's of course it's something that we want to do right uh we our songs have been recognized people like our work which is amazing for us that's why we keep you know recording more and more and uh hopefully eventually uh it's going to turn 50 50 and then maybe one day uh, we'll be doing Pearl Jam covers like two or three songs every show. So, but we can't tell when that's going to happen. I mean, sure. Yeah. So, 
playing Pearl Jam covers and tonight being about Pearl Jam covers, I want to know from each one of you, what is your favorite Pearl Jam cover song to play? And we'll start, we'll go from, we'll go from Sergio, we'll go to Lenny, we'll work away all the way across, right over to Nick. Okay. Okay. Uh, that answer changes from time to time because uh, since we, since, since I've heard Pearl Jam uh, for so long time, um uh, i always had uh, some phases uh across the albums and across the different fa phases of the band uh different e e eras uh, so i would say that my my choice my pick would be would be nothing man okay all right lenny tremor christ Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving along. Um, it, it also changes from time to time. I really like Brain of Jay. Okay. But uh, there's that other song. What's that called? We, we only did it once, I guess. Once or twice. Nothing as it seems. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I love one. that one. It, it's quite hard, yeah. actually. All right, Nick. I mean, of course, I could I could have played the uh, I could have said that it changes, you know, all the time. It does change, but right now, it's Stream of Christ. Okay. You can see we can see we are both into Vitalogy yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that from this past weekend, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I really have a crush on Rat and Rat and Rearview Mirror and and Jeremy. Both for me, for me, are the the best one. So River Mirror and Jeremy, okay. You know, um, I ha it's, it's interesting that you said that because I think, and I think uh, Trey would agree with this, like the conversation always comes up as like, what is your favorite Pearl Jam album, right? And I think every time that question is asked of me, and it's like, oh, rank your favorite Pearl Jam songs or albums, I don't think I've ever given the same list twice. Like, it, oh, every day it changes, like, where those albums are because it fits the mood, you know? Yeah, 100%. But does the, but the, does the top one change? Uh, I mean, the... The top, I mean, Anthony, top song or top album is top always album, exactly the same. It, no. For me, it's not. I've, I've said it's Vitology. I've said it's Tin. I've said it's by Gnarl. I mean, <laughs> I've gone back and forth. It just depends on, like Anthony said, I think it depends on, like, what mood you're in. Um, you know, the, the joy of having 10 studio albums and all the stuff that they've done is – it's, it's really easy to go like two years without listening to an entire album. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the truth. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I did, played Rydak front to back. I'm going to do that tomorrow <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but because of that, you go back and you're like, oh, Rydak's not my favorite album. But then you go back and listen to it and you dive back into it and you're like, God, what a great album. And there's plenty of people who say it's their least favorite album. But I find so many gems in everything they've done, including a lot of the, uh, their latest stuff. And certainly this last album, I don't know about you guys, I cannot wait to see yeah. this tour live when they yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Album. It's going to so, be amazing. There's Are a you... lot of different stuff in that album, right? So, we, we don't, I mean, we know it's going to be great live. We're, I'm very curious about Clairvoyance, to be honest. Very curious <laughs> yeah. to see how it's going to yeah. sound live. Well, it's interesting because the only time we saw Dance to the Clairvoyance live, they had uh, Josh Klinghoff playing with them on no. that that live stream. Um, and then, you know, 
with rumors speculating that he's going to be a touring guitarist now for them. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. Um, it is. It, it's what? Uh, what? What? <laughs> what? You've lived under a rock. This is yes, yes. There has been, there has been there's a very large rumor going around that Josh Klinghoff is going to be a touring guitarist for Pearl Jam. Whether that's true or not, I do not know. That is just a rumor. Do they need him? Yeah. No, not at all. But they didn't need yeah. Boom at one time, too. And then adding that piece added the magic to the band. So sometimes you just don't know what it's going to bring. But, you know, it's it's interesting. We've had Gigaton now for over a year. The first time they're going to play live is in a month and a half um, in New Jersey. Uh, and it's going to be interesting that we've, if you are a fan of Pearl Jam, like every single one of these people that are watching and every single person that's on the screen right now, you pretty much know word for word verbatim what these songs are. As a matter of fact, I can guarantee you that Lenny knows every word to every song on Gigaton. Um, so, <laughs> but typically when the band tours, you have the ability of not knowing those songs. So you don't sing along with them because it's new and it's fresh. This is the first time Pearl Jam's ever playing where you're going to see them and you know the new songs the first time they're being played. So it's an interesting dynamic of how that's going to turn a little bit to like what your what your expectations are for those songs. Um, let me ask you this, guys. With you guys covering Gigaton, what songs do you think the band potentially could have trouble with playing because they're so difficult to play? Oh. Some of them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think... Uh, the ones that have the most uh, keyboard parts... I think, no. <clears throat> yeah, I, th I think clairvoyance is definitely a, a pick for this uh, because it has a certain mood. Uh, since we've played, we've played clairvoyance uh, some sometimes. Uh, sometimes we just play it so so fast, and maybe Progen has the same problem with some songs. So uh, we'll we'll need to see if they are gonna nail the right mood for the song. Uh, I'm sure they'll do, but uh, but I, I mean I'm curious about it. Sure. Yeah, I believe they're gonna have some trouble trouble at a given a given time on take the long. Maybe because oh, of well. the the odd pad odd, yeah. uh, drum patterns that uh, match part to the part to the the song. I believe this song is it's amazing uh, because of that, and maybe in a, feel in a, feel a little bit. Uh, didn't say, didn't say. Um, not but but maybe they was they would they would forget <laughs> that that, ha that happens nick, even, nick, you have to even when you're playing nick you have to remember that's matt fucking cameron <laughs> <laughs> yeah no problem the problem is not matt cameron he's not gonna, he's not gonna miss <laughs> anything yeah because i mean it, it is interesting how take the long road does how the because the drum is playing in a different pattern than how the band is playing and in retrospect they're almost playing against each other and it is, it's different because typically the drummer is setting the tone of how a band plays. And once again, it was, it was a very long time ago when I was in a band and that band was shitty. And as you can see, I am not in a band anymore. I am hosting a show and I'm doing it half-assily. So, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, that song definitely plays in a pattern on drums that is different than how the guitar and even singing is done. So it's almost like while, while Matt Cameron's, you know, front, you know, going with the river, like the band's going against it, and it's almost like two different dynamics for the one song. But you, Jeff, yeah, and, and, and Jeff sorry, and Matt sorry. are always lockstep, man. Like they never skip a beat. Who skips the beat? Who's the one who fucks up all the songs? Eddie. Well, yeah. Eddie. <laughs> that's why. He's that's the why. one who always screws it up in some way, shape, or form, whether it's like with his own guitar, 
or whether it's with his lyrics, you know, like he forgets to jump in. It's it's really never the band's fault. It's always Ed. That's because he's had like he's like three glasses into this. So yeah, that's why that's why my patient about patient about this song. But it's not a preoccupation. I love to love to then play the song song. For me, it's one of the best songs on the songs on this album, and no one talks so much. So now now that you guys have been, uh, you I, I would say that first of all, you have almost a cult-like following. You guys have a fan base that follows you guys everywhere. There is, you have this in North America and in Brazil, where you guys are from, you guys are just killing the ability of having this following because I think the true generosity and nature of you guys, of how much you've given back and how um, open and honest you are with fans, I think that's been um, something that people tend to uh, like because it just shows how real you are. Um, and I appreciate that as someone who stands back and watches musicians. With everything kind of starting to get back to normal, I say that, and then today, you know, this variant of COVID is starting to hit. But with things getting back to normal, is there going to be a time that you guys plan to take the long trip to the States to potentially play up here? Or is that going to be, are we talking way down the road? No, it's in the plans, definitely. We want to go to the States. Uh well, our first plan was to go uh, at the beginning of next year, <clears throat> but then uh, with the whole COVID problem, and I mean, uh, we had to uh, to change our plans. And actually, we we started focusing on the second record. So, uh, but yes, uh, I don't think it's going to take that long for us to to actually go to the states. But it's not going to be like like in a short term thing. It's it's going to take a, a little while, but now maybe not. So I don't know. The um, end of next year, probably. Okay. We have oh. <laughs> we have a venue for you in Seattle already. Oh, Ooh, all yes. right. That's what Ooh, I like wow. to hear. <clears throat> all right. You are you Those are, are magic words, my friend. You are talking Listen. to someone who has the venue, so you you have a direct venue. connection. I got the place for you guys to play. So all right, all right. So the the opening credits of uh of our show is um a song by a band from Seattle called Stereo Embers. Okay. And oh, I know this band. Yeah, yeah, so they're playing Saturday at my place in Seattle. Oh, and so awesome. when you guys are ready to make the trip up, we'll do an acoustic, we'll do an acoustic black circle set because it's a small space, 120 people. Okay, but that would be like awesome. 120 really energetic music lovers that really love music. It's the only reason they're there. And so uh, yeah, you have you've got a place you got a place to play in Seattle for sure. All right. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's awesome, Trey. And you That's got awesome. a band to pay your place, man. We're going to play there. We're awesome. going to be there. All right. <laughs> and um, I have a backyard in central Virginia <laughs> that, uh, has, <laughs> that has power, a light, and a creek. You're more than welcome. <laughs> oh, um, and a great sound guy, from what I understand. I, I do. Listen, there's one thing I can do. I can do sound lighting and video pretty well. Um, so, But, yeah, no, uh, I think you guys will not have a hard time finding places to play in the States. Um but listen, is, I know that, that you... is it that place you talked uh, the other day with the with uh, Chase's podcast? Oh yes. <clears throat> oh, you actually yeah. listened to that? That's awesome. I, I, I dude, I butchered <laughs> that. I, you know, I've realized in, and I felt bad too because we did we did this for anyone who's paying attention. So there is a live on uh, a ten, a ten a live on four God four legs podcast, right? Am I saying that right? No, State Eleven Trust. That's right. Oh, no, no, I was. Oh, State of Love and Trust. I was on that one with. Oh, for the venue. Yes, correct. For um, when we did everything for uh, Let's Talk Parkinson's. 
Yeah. Correct. My mind's all over the place. I'm third glass of wine in. So as the night gets, <laughs> you guys are early into the show, so I'm a little sober. But right now, give give it a little bit. This shit's done. Yes. So the there is a we do have a venue locally to here that I have someone uh, that I know of that holds. Uh, I was there the other night. That holds about three thousand. Um, so that holds pretty, a pretty good amount of fair people. Um, so actually, I went to my live on Four Lakes podcast. Is the one I was talking about. I just did with. Um, uh, 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 Randy's podcast. Randy just had a baby, so I filled in for him. And I'm just, you know, I, I can do this kind of talking. I can't. I, I'm, you know, there's there's so many people that do things better than me, and those people clearly know stats and statistics better than I do. Um, and I felt bad because I could not hold a glass of wine or a win to what Randy does on that show. So I felt bad <laughs> uh, for that. But yes, for what you guys are talking about for State of Love and Trust podcast, uh, we talked about that back in April when you guys came on for uh, and helped me with the Parkinson's event. Um, but yeah, I have I have about four venues in Virginia that I know of real well, and I know one in North Carolina. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys hit the states. We can definitely send you connections to uh, get out there. You just gotta you just gotta get your asses over here. Okay, yeah. all right, uh, sounds good. We're gonna work on it. Yeah, we got, we're gonna. That would be a pleasure. Need that help. There you go. Well. I, I don't think you're going to need much of our help. I mean, well, definitely Trey. Trey is much more of an important person than I will ever be. Um, you, you know, how am I, so. how am I important? you are definitely an important person. Like I, if there was a ranking of important people, like one to 10, I'd give you like a number eight right under the president. I'm like number one. I'm like the guy that's sweeping the street outside. Like I'm not important. You just wave at me as you drive by. Well, I, got a question. I have a question for the band. So you have one album of original music already recorded, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you put it out on vinyl? We did. You did. Is it available in the United States? Yeah, yes, it, is. it is. Okay, those are good. <laughs> when do you think you're going to be finished? When are you going to wrap up your second album? And uh, how soon do you think it'll be available? Um, I, 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 I mean, we're, we're, we're recording vocals right now, which means we've recorded all the guitars and bass and drums. Uh, then we're gonna have uh, we're gonna add a few other a few other stuff and then post production. I'd say that we would have the whole process finished within a month, probably, Sergio. Yeah, to go to the plant. Yeah, but we're not gonna release it on vinyl this time. Why not? Exactly because of the plants, because <laughs> they're you know they, they have a lot of work. They they got a lot of work to do, and uh, if we if we went with vinyl this time, we would have to wait longer to release the album it does take so long right now the backup is like six to eight months here in yeah. the states yeah exactly the product you hand it over and you're you're six to eight months from seeing that album out so yeah so true. so so we're gonna try to 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 open a pre-sale uh by november uh so the albums would will be delivered uh by december uh and by the end of january uh it will be available on all the streaming platforms well, I, yeah, we're going to do there is, there is a demand. I'll tell you. I mean, you guys already know this. There, there is a demand. Even if people have to wait six months, eight months, there is a demand for vinyl. So I'm just oh, putting yeah. that out there because I'm going to be looking for your first album. Uh, Thank I'll you. That's easy to find. <laughs> well, and, and guess what? Krista just put it, the link up for that on oh, the, the oh, chat. Oh. You can click that. Go to there. She's, She's awesome. awesome. <laughs> so click the link. Okay. Buy their stuff. Listen. They Do need I get money. Signed? I want to sign. If I buy it on that website, will you sign our album and mail it to me? I can send you a signed copy because we just sent, uh, I think, about five copies 
uh, signed to the United States uh, just today. So a guy is uh, is flying to the States tomorrow uh, carrying five copies of the album signed by us. That's awesome. Very cool. Wow, they got, they got like so a whole... You got everything you wanted. You can they have a, a record and a signed copy of it, so... <laughs> they got like a whole struggling... They got like the whole like... Uh, was it like the... um the like strug, the, Oh, not struggling. They're uh, smuggling in stuffed goods from over the over the border. Like uh, instead of drugs, it's, uh, it's vinyl. Hey, you're just on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Vinyl mules. That's right. That's right. Um, well, listen, I know that you guys are in the studio and recording, and I don't want to hold you too much. I promise, Chris, that we're going to go over 20 minutes. We have gone over 20 minutes, um, and I apologize about that. Um, but that's okay, man. Lenny, right. I know that you, uh, Trey, talked you guys into playing uh, a song tonight. Um, do you uh, mind playing that? And then after you guys are done playing, we'll chat for just a few more minutes, and I'll let you get back to uh, the recording magic. Okay. All right. No problem, man. All right. Well, I'm going to remove my, my Nick and Trey's face, and it's going to be all you guys. Okay. Waiting drove me mad You're finally here and I'm a mess Take your entrance back I can't let you roam inside my head I don't want to take what you can give I'd rather stop and eat your bread I'd rather rumble that I can't walk Guess I'll lie alone just like before I'll take the finest path Oh, and I must refuse your test Push me and I will resist This behavior is not unique I don't want to hear from those we know Begging Baba can't put on my clothes I don't want to limp for them to walk Never would have known of me before I don't want to be held in your debt I'm bit off in the land I'll be wet I'm already caught up in fear. I'll end up alone like I began. Everything has changed. Absolutely nothing's changed. Take my hand, now my picture, still my danger. I don't want to take what you can give. I'll have a sound and eat your bread. All the things that others want from me. Give me what I want because it's free. Give me what I want because it's free. Give me what you want because I'm I am supposed to be just fun All oh, the leaving die, let it be done Think that I'll be down 
all alone like I began. Thank you, boys. Oh, Nick, I could hear you. I could hear you air drumming in the background, Nick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the far I can far I can go right now. Uh, well, listen, it that this has been an honor. Um, I I don't trade. Did you even know they were coming on the show until t tonight? You know, I literally logged on, and <laughs> there's it's in my little screen, the top right. It says black circle. I'm like. Uh, you, so yeah, you know, you didn't tell me anything. No, I like that. I like that to surprise awesome. you. This is this is my surprise for you. I, I hope that I, I continue it. It to surprise you. I, as I do. Listen, um, Lenny, Luis, uh, Sergio, Nick, I, I can't thank you all so much for coming on um, and, and taking time out from your uh, lives, especially being ten forty four your time right now. Um, there is a lot of claps uh, coming across from a bunch of people right now that are enjoying this. Um, well, probably you, not me. Um, so definitely uh, appreciate that. So if you are hearing about Black Circle for the first time, you've lived under a rock. Um, definitely check them out. You can check out Black Circle uh, PJ um, on Facebook. You can check them out on Instagram. Um, they are doing live streams every so often. Definitely go there. Um, there's also donation links that can help uh, support the band as they continue to give back to the community, as they consistently do when we reach out to them, uh, the Touring Fan Live back in um, March about joining Rocking for a Cure. They jumped on it real quick. And they are gracious enough. So definitely continue to support these guys. They're great guys. So um, Love Black Circle. Thank you guys so much, so much for coming on. Good luck with the second album. Um, and I will I will promise you this. If you go to Seattle to um, do a show at Trey's Place, I will fly out and we will live stream it in a manner that's never been done before. Dude, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, that's that's awesome. Awesome. Let's do it, man. I am hey, talking about uh, Can, can I say uh, the, the date of our next live stream? Go ahead. Uh, it's going to happen on August 14th, uh, and it's going to be a, a 10, uh, 30th anniversary live stream. So we're going to celebrate the the 30th anniversary of uh, 10, uh, playing the whole album again. Uh, it's not the first time we do this, uh, but it's definitely the most important one because of the the great anniversary. What, yeah, what time is that going to go on? It's going to be a 6 Eastern. Uh, it's on a Saturday, 6 Eastern. Yeah. yeah. Usually the, the time that we do it. So it's going to be on the on the 14th. That's uh, 17 days from now. On our pretty YouTube close. channel. On our YouTube channel, yes. Pretty close. And what we'll do is, too, is we will share information on the page. We'll get everything up and running. And then we'll also share the links on uh, the Touring Fan Lives, Facebook, social media, uh, Instagram. I'll get our marketing team to get behind that. And so that if anybody doesn't rem remember, uh, Chris is really good about messaging me, too. We'll make sure we get that out in the world for you. Um, so definitely tune okay. into that. Um, if you want to hear a young version of Eddie Vedder, um, definitely tune in because uh, Lenny's got <laughs> <Yeah>. that voice. Um, <laughs> And thanks, also, thanks for calling me young, man. That was uh, thank you. Well, listen, listen. You made my day. You just made my day. Thank hold, you. Hold on a second, because <laughs> this is gonna make Lenny. If you don't, how old are you? I'm forty. 
Fucking hey, what the hell is this that everyone that's older than me on this goddamn show looks in so much better shape? I, I got, I got, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm going on the like water and chicken. I'm getting the water and chicken diet starting tomorrow. I'm gonna be that's it. Next time you see me, the shirts me a blanket. It's it's all over. Well, listen, guys, thank you all so much for coming on, um, and we'll be definitely chatting with you guys again soon. Thank for you, sure, man. Always a pleasure. So much for having, much for having us. Nice to meet you, you Trey. Thank you. I have a question for Trey before I go. Can I? Oh, Anthony, yeah. listen, right. Anthony will uh, Anthony will put us in touch uh, via email too, okay? Okay. Great. Right. Yes, go ahead with the question for Trey. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, I got this friend, uh, and he's, he's a huge fan of your wine. Uh, he's, here, he's from Brazil. Huge fan of your wine. And if I didn't ask you this, he would probably kill me tomorrow. So uh, he's asking me, uh, he's telling me that he wishes that you could, se- you could ship your wine to Brazil. As if you did, he would definitely buy it. It it's really you know shipping alcohol is very difficult. <laughs> it's complicated, uh, right? Just just in the United States, state to state, every state has a different law. Shipping uh-huh. out of the country is very very difficult, and yeah. not not only difficult, it's very expensive, because okay. you know you this trying to go all the way down to Brazil at fifty five degrees is virtually impossible. And yeah. So by the time it got down there, you know, who knows what could happen to that wine? I mean, it's living inside the bottle, right? I mean, it's it's a uh, wine is a life form, and so um, you want it to arrive in the best shape possible. And unfortunately, uh, yeah. it's just yeah. So I think he knew that. I think he probably knew that, but maybe he just wanted me to tell you that he's a fan. So probably that, <laughs> that means a lot. That was the whole me. point of the question. <laughs> it, it means a lot to me that. He, I even right. have a fan down there, and uh, yeah, maybe one day I'll get down to Brazil. We can do a wine dinner together. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I think we ha- we're gonna have to uh, to bring some bottles down to Brazil, and then we'll oh, tell yeah. what it, what happens after it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you can you can do that? You can travel on an airplane. We can do that. Fly, we can you do know, that. If you're flying back there, I'll make sure to take flying back to your friend. 12 bottles of, uh, for each person. That would be great. That yeah. would be 60 bottles. 12, 12 yeah, bottles. That's oh. awesome. Oh You're going to be arrested here in Rio. Oh. <laughs> now, now, I don't want to cut you guys off, but I know you probably have questions for me, so you can go ahead and ask those questions now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just... <laughs> oh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline. Hey, uh, send me your information later on on what t- size T-shirts you want. We'll send you some Touring Fan Live T-shirts. Um, oh, and, uh, that's great. That's we'll, great. Get, we'll get you some stuff so all right well i don't want i know that you guys have way too many questions to ask me i don't want to hold the whole show up just to make it about me so we're gonna um we're gonna cut off those questions and uh, we'll wait same for another day but guys good luck on the second album and uh we'll be chatting soon with you all all thank right you. thank you thank you so much you guys are great thank thank thanks for having thanks us for having us Definitely. great to have you all right well let's there we go all right can you hear me I can't. I can still hear them too. All right, they're they're jump, dropping off now. They're all <laughs> dropped off. All right. Well, that was cool, man. That was uh, it. Literally felt like a surprise just for me, even though I know that you know our well, eighteen our eight our eighteen viewers out there appreciate it as well. But hey, uh, hey, listen. I don't know if you realize this. Our show, our last three episodes on YouTube, has almost a thousand views. Our show is, uh, is, I think it was last time I checked, like, t- I believe it's t- 110,000 views away, 110,000 listens away from a million. 
Maybe so. Maybe next uh, month we'll hit a million. For our I would. I, I would hope so. I would hope so. You know, it's uh, you know, th- they, they come for you. They come for you. They, it has nothing to do with me. It's 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 all about you. Um, the show doesn't exist without you, Anthony. So look oh up. well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting. So our show's gonna go the touring fan live. We go on its one year anniversary on Thursday. I'm making a big announcement on Thursday. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. But yep. you know what? We have a lot of live covers to listen to. Let's listen to another one. How about that? Yeah. Let's do it. Ready? All right. that's been covered by so many artists for such a long time. And I feel as though the Beatles are a hard band to cover, in my opinion. Um, just for the fact that the band had a dynamic are, to it. They are because you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to do it better than them? <sighs> I think I it's mean, a true. The, the, the early stuff, they're pretty simple songs, right? They are real like simple that's not, songs. That's not a difficult song. Well, yeah, it's, it's almost like the Ramones in its own sense. The Ramones are a simple band. Yeah. 
But you're not yeah. going to... And people can play the Ramones good, but you're not going to be the Ramones. Like, the Beatles are a great band, but you're never going to be the Beatles. You're going to always be... You know, it, it's just, it's so difficult to do. I listened... Uh, this is a funny story. I was listening oh. to Mark Marin today, podcast. And uh, he, he's he got really one of my favorite podcasts out there. And he was interviewing Rick Rubin, uh, the producer, right? And um, they were he was talking about an interview that Mark Marin had also interviewed Paul McCartney. And the discussion with Rick Rubin had to do with, and this actually plays in the Pearl Jam, is a lot of artists, as they get older, will you often hear the artist will say, you know, I've been playing music for 30 years. This is my best work. This is my best album, right? And, you know, in relation to Pearl Jam, obviously that's debatable between all the fans. But going back to his interview with Paul McCartney, he had the absolute gumption to ask Paul McCartney. He's like, you know, Paul, he's like, you've released a bunch of new albums in the past 10 years. You, you know, and I hear a lot of people, a lot of older artists say that they're doing their best work today versus what they did back then. Do you, do you think that you're the same? Like, are you making your best music now? And Paul McCartney looked at Mark Mayer and he's like, Mark, I was in the Beatles. (laughs) 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 And that, that said it all. You're like, of course he's not doing his best work. That dude was in the Beatles. So in in relation to your conversation about like you can cover the Beatles. I don't know I don't necessarily think it's difficult music to play. I no. think it's difficult to make it better than how they did it. Well sure there was just just a way that they were able to do it in a finesse and ability that is just so difficult to mirror that. You know, um if you go back and listen to like when the Beatles played on top of Apple Studios and they did like Get Back, which is probably I think the greatest like that whole the last time they ever that, played that, live. That concert that concert's amazing. Yeah, uh, it gives me chills. Like yeah. It does. Yeah, same. You like you know exactly what's happening when you're watching it. You yeah. realize it's the last time you'll ever see the Beatles play. But when you but you throw that out the window, that was an incredible concert oh. to watch. You know, I always think back to, you know, I, and I have, you know how I think, I think random all the time, but like, I think back to watching that and there's like a mailman delivering mail. Like there's a point where like, and I think to myself, what the fuck was that mailman thinking when he was delivering mail? And because the best part is he's like throwing mail in a mail slot. It looks up like, what the hell's going on? And there's, you know, Paul McCartney singing, you know, um, Jojo was it? And like, what? Yeah. The Beatles are, what? Like, what is going on? Like to think yeah, that you're that part of. coming from? Yeah, yeah. you think that you're part of a moment of history. Like, that's history to me. Like, that is right there, like, rock and roll that's, 101 that's history. 200 people, maybe. I don't even know that if it was, was that on many. The, on, on, the, on the street, maybe. Maybe, if that. If that, yeah. Oh, man, it, there's so many There's so many times in, like, history of music that, like, things happen, and you don't realize how important it is until, like, years or decades later and that's really a, a big moment um you know and the beatles are a band that the you know pearl gem plays you know pretty often um they've played across the universe they've played blackbird don't let me down eleanor rigby happiness is a warm gun help i want to hold your hand i've got a feeling i've just seen a face rain as we just heard uh soldier of love you know my name and you've got to hide your love away which is the most popular song 
that they played um, across. But it is um, interesting. I, it's amazing that you have the just the stats on the Beatles songs they've covered. Because it's true that, I, I'm guessing it's true, that they've played as many covers, as almost as many original songs they have. If you added up the amount of original songs they have on their studio album, and then you add up all the covers they've done over the years, do you think there's more cover songs or more studio albums? So there is there is 100%. They've covered more cover songs than they've played original music. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just like... Okay, here's a stat. Here's a stat I want to know. Yes. How many of the cover songs have they only played one time? Oh, And I'm going to guess it's a lot. I'll, there's a ton because like you know there's so there the one song I tried looking for because as I said I'm a big David Bowie fan so I looked up the David Bowie to see what songs he had played and they've played Ashes to Ashes Fame Golden Years Heroes Rebel Rebel and Ziggy Stardust I for the life of me could not find Ziggy Stardust anywhere um, and it's an earlier version of it but you know the, a lot of these songs they do play once because you know like Don McLean's American Pie they've played um you know they played I Want You So Hard by Eagles of Death Metal they play that once Dirt, you know Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap by ACDC Actually they played quite a few ACDC songs they played Dirty Deeds Done Gun Cheap Highway to Hell and If You Want Blood You've Got It That is that right? Yes. If You Want Blood, You've Got It was played. I can pull that set up. Thanks to LiveFootsteps.org for all of your Pearl Jam Live statistics and stats for anything you want to know when it comes to live music, live shows, statistics for songs, how many times it played a show. Go to set lists and everything like that. Go to LiveFootsteps.org and you can find all the information right there. If You Want Blood, You've Got It was played on November 25th, 2009. And at that, that was at the QSA Stadium in Brisbane, Australia. Amazing. Look, Tony Bounds knew that. Yeah, Tony. Your buddy Tony knew that. He had Australia and said yes before you even played it. And then uh, Brad brings up another great purpose. A great um, purpose. Jesus Christ, I'm already getting drunk. A great uh, information stat. Is that sometimes the only are tags. A lot of these songs do just become tags in a song. A lot of Ramon songs are just tags in a song that they're playing in the the retrospect of what that song is. Um, Brad posted, here are some of uh, favorite covers I've seen live in no particular order. Sonic Reducer, Bobber yep. O'Reilly, Trouble, yep. Hawaii 78, yep. and I Am a Patriot. I Am a Patriot, so good. Yeah, for yeah. everyone tuning in right now, put up your favorite, I want to know, what is your favorite cover songs that Pearl Jam has played live? Crazy Mary, that's mine. <sighs> really? Oh man, I love that song. When I-, I remember hearing that for the first time on that uh, on the Benefit album and then seeing it live for the first time because there was it, it, they didn't play that a lot back mid-90s so here and, yeah. we have someone that just knocked another stat out of the park Krista who got who helped get Black Circle on the show says they have done 303 unique covers wow holy crap hey, I, here let me ask you a question Trey yeah. who do you think they've covered the most uh, I mean, I would say the who, but that would be in, the Beatles. That would be incorrect. That would also be incorrect. And for everyone tuning in right now, 
and I will give you a prize package of Touring Fan Live sticker, Touring Fan Live shirt, and a surprise guest. Tell me who you think Pearl Jam has covered the most. I will give you a hint. This artist has been covered 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20 27 times. So if you can tell me within the next two minutes, because I know people are going to start looking it up, who you think Pearl Jam has covered the most, you will get a Touring Fan Live prize package. And while that's going on, but yeah, so it's interesting to me to think like they cover. And listen, I enjoy covers a lot because it just, it, it can, it's a surprise. You know, they're going to play their own music, but have like a surprise cover. Like when I saw Pearl Jam um, at uh, Made in America Festival, it was, they uh, played Know Your Rights by The Clash, which I'm a huge Clash fan. And Tony Bounds, send me your information. You are 100% correct. Neil Young is the answer. Good answer. That was my third answer. That was- <laughs> But I mean, like, you know, there's something special about, like, how Pearl Jam just covers music. All right, what do you think, what was the very first song Pearl Jam covered? Oh, it's got to be um, Rocking in a Free World. That's what I was thinking. It oh, would be Rocking Rock in the Free World. Hold on, I can check real quick. We can go to shows, go to 1991, I would assume, and yeah. then, or 1990. Well, did they, they cover anything in their very first show at the I office? don't know. We're, we're going to check. We're going to check off-ramp. Oh, no, their first... All right. First song they ever covered... Oh, no, I lied. Breath, brother... Nope, that's all originals. Let's see. The Vogue. Nope, all originals. Oh, uh, this is this is so entertaining. The New Melody Tavern. Uh, n- I Anticipation's killing me. Oh, Jesus, I know, isn't it? Uh, more theater. Release. Da, 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 dissident, act of love, state of love and trust, or improv. Wimp, no, 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 that's the wrong one. Release, breath. No, I don't, it's got to be 91 is probably when they covered it. It's And it's going to be, oh, oh man, Brad. they played a Brad. shit ton of sh- Brad, no, Brad, look, Brad, oh, Brad, 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 we need to know. We need to know. There's no information on this, the set list of that show. Let's go to Town Pump. Um, Rocking in the Free World is what I can find first, and that was... But that's there's a lot of shows before then, but, I mean, I could totally be yeah. completely completely incorrect on that one. Yeah, someone's going to have to look into that. That's just... That's, that's for too much. Oh, Outshine, August 23rd, 1991. How the hell did you find that out so far? I looked at Pearl Jam's website, and you can, you can, you can uh, sort it by first play date and it tells you if it's an original or a cover song or improv oh well there we go there we go all right so do you want to go to another cover song we can maybe get into uh talking about this i I do i think uh, hopefully are you gonna play one that like you you think about the first two you played they're like left field i like keeping something that people are expecting i don't think so I kept it left field. I'm sorry. Okay. Because if, if it was everything that everyone heard, you've heard it already. So I wanted it to be something surprising. Yeah, but, the, but, you know, like, people, there's a reason they play Baba O'Reilly. Because it's fucking great. Oh, man, now you're going to make me feel bad. Like, I screwed up the show. <laughs> Far left. Here we go. Listen, I can't and wait this, to see hey, it. hey, hey, hey. Right. 
Not only is this show my stance on something, which I'll get into another day, very much not into no bozo redheads, um, this next song has something to do with the shirt in general. Are we ready for this? I'm going to take that as a yes. Here we go. Somehow it came up, it sound checked, and, and, and I was like, oh man, we, we should do that. I'm feeling it. And Jeff said immediately, we should find a doctor to cure me of this feeling before somebody gets hurt. Uh, but there's a reason to play it, and a reason to play it here. And uh, Jeff tells me, he's the expert, but Jeff tells me that your women's basketball team is some of the most badass women ever to walk the hardwood. and that you've won 90-something games in a row or something, and that you've won three championships in a row, and you've crushed everyone that's come into this building. So... Uh, we'd like to dedicate this one to them.
see why I'm going left field? Do you see why we're going left field? How fun was that? Like a love Van Halen. You know, I'm going to say something that's not going to be a popular opinion. I am not a Van Halen fan. <gasps> yeah, what? no. It's like in general, like Van Halen 1 through pretty much OU812. All no, like, like here's the thing, like, the my, no? like I kind of like right here, right now. That was a good song. I saw David Lee Roth in concert. He was terrible. Um, he was terrible. Yeah, he you was saw terrible. Solo win, like in the last twenty years. He opened up um, for Kiss. In what year? Two years ago. Ah, uh, but terrible. Awesome. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, David I am. Ta- is, uh, I am taking over all instruments. Dave, David Lee Roth is a vaudeville sideshow of himself. Yeah, you know, listen, I appreciate the music, and like, I really do appreciate the music. Um, and we're going to talk about what we're listening to here in a little bit, um, because I do have a new new band that is absolutely amazing. But before we do that, it's it's hard. Like, there's some bands that were real popular in the '80s that just didn't translate to me. Like, I was an, a, a fan of like '80s punk, like the Ramones, the Clash, um, the Sex Pistols, Black Flag. That was like what I loved about the '80s. You know, even like Guns N' Roses, like I appreciate the music, but I'm not a big Guns N' Roses fan. Like it's just hard for me to fall in love with that music. So, you know, it, it's tough for me. I, you know, Van Halen, super talented. I under, I appreciate the music. I appreciate that song. I love the song. But like when I dig deep into their music, I just can't get into it. Like I can get into like, you know, Ain't Talking About Love or Hot for Teacher. Like those songs are great or right here, right now. But then like the next song comes on and I'm skipping it to the next song that I know. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't agree with you in any way, shape, or form about Van Halen. That's like, that's one of the great all-time bands, all-time bands. So let me ask they're you a first, question. Let me ask you a question, Trey. Like first six albums. When I send you the ballot for our big show in November of the top 10 greatest American bands of all time. Well, yeah, Van, Van Halen's top 10. Van Halen, Van Halen will top. be in your top 10. Okay. They're top okay. five. Top five. Wow. Van Halen. I cannot wait to see your top ten list. All right, I will. T- you're, we do. I have to tell you a story offline. You're just going U.S. bands, right? Yeah, you're just U.S. bands, correct? So right. I have. There's someone we both know very well that I we we discussed about two weeks ago about this because he's going to be a part of this, and uh, <laughs> he berated me for like who's in my top ten. Um, but <laughs> you know, everyone has different opinions about everyone things. has. Listen, you know. Art. You know, like I said, my number Art. one greatest American band of all time, I'll tell you that, is the Ramones. Like, I feel like they started a wave of, they started a genre of music, they started a scene that really contributed to a lot of things that led up to Pearl Jam, in my opinion. Whether you agree with that or not, that's fine, I, that's that's cool, but yeah, no, it's it, they are amazing, so, um, yeah. Is Kiss in your top ten? Kiss is in my top ten. Is, to, is Tom Petty in your top ten? Tom Petty is in my top ten. All right. So, you know, you know, you have, you, have some, you have some redeeming qualities about yourself. Hold on a second. You know, we're just going to do this real quick. Let's get the last cover video out of the way. You mentioned the band. One of my favorite bands of all time was covered by Pearl Jam, but with one of my favorite songs of all time. So here we go with the fourth and final cover video we're going to show tonight. You ready, Trey? I'm ready. It's a rare occurrence, but tonight, on the vocals, we have Mr. Mac Cameron taking over on this one. Yes. And a little bit of Mike 
was that, that was that Rome eighteen? That was. If that isn't the best cover song they do, I would argue with anybody. I mean, it's real. That was really good. Tony Bounds. Tony Bounds is at that show. That was the trip that he won with his wife. God. That was the Pearl Jam contest to Rome. Remember that? that oh, I do remember that. I didn't realize he won that. Tony, Tony won that trip, took his wife to Italy for a week, and then got to see Pearl Jam, and it was like right there in the pit, man. Wow. That was awesome. Well, hey, th- which brings yeah. us up to a new point. We're going to celebrate a one-year anniversary next year. Can you believe we've done 12 episodes next month? Is this our 11th episode or 12th episode? This is our 11th. Next month is 12. That's exciting. That's exciting. It is. Um, yeah. And I want to have that be special. So for people tuning in, I would like you to be a part of the show. I want to hear your stories. I want to talk to you about some of your experiences. But I also want you to drink the wine with us. So if you can get in touch with me and say, hey, I want to be a part of the show, but I also want to drink a glass of wine with you. Get in touch with me. I'm going to get you in touch with me and Trey. We're going to try to find a way that you can purchase a bottle of wine from Trey to get it out to you or find a bottle of wine locally to you that's a equivalent to what we're drinking so that we can hear your story next month. Next month is going to be an exciting show. Um, I don't necessarily think we need to pick a song. And let me tell you why. I think we, with Pearl Jam's 10 be celebrating its 30th anniversary, I think we just need to talk about 10 in general. Um, and the importance of how that album affected our lives. I think that should be the topic. What do you think? I mean, that's a great topic. Okay. Uh, it's 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 what it's August two thousand and twenty one. The album was released in ninety one. Yeah. August. August what? Oh God, Lenny just told us that too. Uh, hold oh, on. No, that was, was that the date they're going to have their show? August 14th? That is correct, I believe. All right. That, so that's the date that 10 was released? Correct. All right. Yeah. I mean, hey, you and I only know each other because of that album. So let's be honest. So it was, I'm, I lied. It was released August 27th, 1991 is when the album was released. So. Oh, hey. What, what, what day is that? That's a Friday. Did you want, Would you want to do a show on a Friday, though? God, can you imagine 30-year anniversary? Hold on, let's look at the date here. August what? 27th. We, what if we can pull some strings and have some big guests on that show? Can't promise anything, but let's... let's as important as that album I, was... I, I, li- I, I love the idea about that, and my calendar is open, and so if we can make that happen... If that date's open for you and I, people want to I, tune in, I will we cancel. Can make that an awesome show. I do have tickets for the band we're about to play here in a minute, but I will cancel that for this. Because I had they're playing. Here's the thing. So the, oh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I will cancel those plans for this 100 percent Yeah. All right, let's just do the 27th. We're cool. All right. 27th it is. I, I mean, yeah, we could. I'll I'll work on pulling in some uh, some guest appearances on my end too. I work on mine. Let's have it a guest filled night to celebrate what that band means to people. I'll reach out to some artists and musicians to get come on. We'll have just if I was you and you're watching the show, I would plan on getting a bottle of wine and sitting your ass down for two plus hours. I would assume that you, with me talking the way I talk. And the people we're going to have on here enjoy two plus hours of just probably random 
10 fun-filled facts. Ooh, I love that. 10 fun-filled facts for 10. Mm. Yeah, 10 filled. Yeah, that works for me. Maybe we should work on 10 guests. If we can get that, that'd be amazing. I can, I'll help you work on the guest list. We can, uh, we'll We'll talk off air about that. Yeah. Now let's, so we've talked about covers. I'm going to tell you something. I've told you before. I have a hard time with new music. Like it, that is why me and Rob did our show, which hopefully we'll get back and running soon where we go and try to find new musicians. And because it's tough, it really is tough for me to find new music. I love, but, but Trey, I'm going to tell you something, buddy. Last Friday, I went to a show. Uh, it was the first time I went to a show that I hadn't listened to the band previous to me going to it. I was invited to go see a band. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go. No, no idea of what they're going to do. Um, they're a band local to us that just got signed to a major record label. They're actually going to be going on tour with some major artists here soon. So I went to the show. Venue maybe, I don't know, 1,500 people. And within two minutes of this band playing, there was 10 people crowd surfing. There was crowd surfing from the first song to the last song. It was the most fun I've had at a show in a long time. And the band was called Illiterate Light. Have you ever heard of them? I have not heard of them. Was was the show more fun than Woodstock 99? Um, nobody died at the show. And, um, there was, and women weren't violated. So I would say yes. I just watched that documentary two nights ago. Uh, did when, it make when, you... when you said crowd surfing, I'm like, you know, let's be honest. When's the last time you actually saw crowd surfing? I mean, it's oh, been a long time. It's been a long time. A long time, right? So. Dude, that that documentary opened my eyes to so much. Well, that was because I re, I remember in 1999, like because I you know in, in 1999 I was 14. Go ahead. How old? Say it again. Loud. I was 14 in 1999. So I was like, I you know, Limp Biscuit, Corn, all that was kind of pushed on us at that age group of like what you know music was. So I remember being excited for that festival, um, you know, and watching it on pay-per-view. But, like, I, re- I even told my wife watching that documentary, I'm like, I remember even watching the second day of that pay-per-view and feeling uncomfortable of, like, how, like, the cameramen were more interested in, like, what was going on in the audience and the women showing themselves off instead yeah. of the musical act. And I remember, dude, I remember it distinctively. Jamariquat, like, at one point grabbing the camera and pulling it yeah. to him being like, all right, that's enough of the women get back to the band and it was just very uncomfortable. Um, it, yeah, man, I, that, that documentary, if you haven't seen that documentary, I would highly recommend watching Woodstock 99 on HBO max. It is an eye opening documentary for sure. You know, the one thing I got out of that was at the end that the two guys who were in charge of producing that whole show, you know, you had the original guy from 1969, Michael something or other. Yep. But you had that other dude that they, who, a little older, right? And like completely unapologetic about the entire episode. At no point did he apologize for how anything went down. No. None of it was their fault, right? It was, it, yeah, that was that was probably the most sickening part of the whole thing, right? But then you see it all, and you're like, uh, somebody's responsible for that. Yeah, it, it was so, it was bad. Great. Um. Uh, just to go think, Brad wants to know, is that the official day or just tentative? 
Um, that was that's that's tacky on his uh, part. Nice, Brad. Uh, well done. Uh, Matt says, "Oh snap! Trey and Serio Embers fires live stream news. Are you live streaming Ooh, the event? Oh, no, hey, you know what? Hey, let's. You know, I don't want to waste everyone's time here, but can you help me put together a live stream for Saturday night? Because I've got Serio Embers and fires at my tasting room. Um, yeah, let's like, talk off it. Let's talk off air. How, diff- how difficult is that? Is it? Uh, you're gonna need. If you listen to me and I can talk you through it and you give me, I can probably talk you through it. Yeah. All right. Or what is that? I mean, Saturday? It's Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I've got, I, I have a professional sound team. I've got, you know, that's all going to be taken care of. It's a matter of literally putting a camera and a mic up and making that, sure that sounds yeah. looks great. Is that, is that's in Seattle, right? That's my soda tasting room. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm going to check something real quick from Richmond, right. Virginia. So it's going to you, Seattle. So if you're watching the show, you know, stereo members for sure, because uh, uh, the opening credit song and, um, uh, you know, Anthony has a, you have a show with Rob, right? I do have a show with Rob. It's called Rob and Anthony's yeah. world tour. Yeah. Uh, but fires is um, my oh, buddy. Amazing. Places God damn. And he's the uh, bass player. Uh, but Ty Willman uh, is um, the lead singer. If you guys know the Green Apple Quick Step or Little Ships. Um, Little Ships, one of my favorite albums in the past five years, probably. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. And uh, another Pearl Jam um, can I get that connection there because Dave Cruzen hmm. was the drummer on the Little, Sh- Little Ships album. Um, and so... But that's going to be an incredible show, and so if we can live stream it, that'd be amazing, Anthony. But you have to help me with that because yeah, I can. I'm actually looking. Be like, I could Facebook live it. Yeah, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna try to see because I'm gonna, you have to order some parts. But I'm actually looking at flights right now to Seattle from Friday to see if I can get up there. Hold on. So mm. it's like six hundred and ninety bucks. <sighs> hey, hey, fly, fly the red eye. Four connections. Need- you can make it. One one eighty. No, the cheap the cheapest one is six ninety. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. Mm. Yeah, unless unless somebody wants to pay for me to go up there, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I will send you the links of what you need. Um, yeah, we'll talk offline. We'll get it going. All right, we'll, all right. we'll get going. Good. All right, so let's talk about Good this question, band. Matt. Good question, Matt. And I, I appreciate. First of all, I appreciate your interest in uh, in seeing those guys. And uh, you know, I've never really even thought about live streaming any of our events. We just had. Um, I just had uh, Danny Newcomb and the Sugar Makers and um, the Copper Trees Damn. Uh, last weekend. And we had a Killer Burlesque show. That was awesome. I was like, I've never really thought about live streaming these events, but. Hell yeah. You know, you can, you, you can, I mean, in theory, you could also sell tickets to that. You can make some little no, that's extra. That's what I mean. I, I would, I'd, listen, for, for me, and I've said this before, man, all the events that I have in my space. Yep. We give the artist the, the tickets. Yeah. I want to, I have to pay for my sound guy. Mm. If I have a lighting guy, like, you know, the burlesque, you had a lighting person and my rentals for my chairs and stuff. But the, re, the, the artist gets the door and yeah. that's the way we want it. I'm not looking to make money off my venue. I want to host cool events with really cool artists and um, make sure that they get what 
honestly what they deserve. And I, what I think a lot of venues don't give them. It's more of like, well, the market value for an artist is this. And you're like, okay, well, you know, you're putting a value on what that person put into their work. 100%. Yeah. Maybe they worked with that album for two years, you know? So I'd rather give the artist the door and just, you know, we have booze sales and that's fine. So, uh, you know, Trey, let's talk offline, but I think I could set your facility up to live stream every event and work out a ticketing. I, I, I've done it locally in a ticketing system that could benefit everybody because you have such amazing musicians and events at your facility that you could have people from around the country. Because for me personally, I know yeah. I want to see fires and stereo embers and I want to see yeah. some other uh, events that you have come through with Danny Newcomb. Um, so it would be amazing Alan, to be able to have Alan that. Alan Johansson from Queens of the Stone Age and uh, oh. them putting vultures next month or i know that there might be an event in april i know that we're work we're potentially working on so uh that might be we'll talk about it um anyway so this band i saw on friday illiterate light i believe is as good as white stripes as good as black keys it is probably my new favorite band of the last 15 years are you ready to hear this? I'm ready, and I'm looking at them online right now. So go okay. ahead. Okay, so this is Illiterate Light. This is live. So what I'm doing is they're playing. They're signed to a major label. They're about to go on a major tour. They're play they just played a small show in Charlottesville, Virginia, about an hour up the road. They're playing three shows in Harrisonburg before they play major venues. I have tickets to all three. I'm canceling the last show so I can be here uh, for Let's Talk Vinyl. So... This is Illiterate Light. I want everyone's honest opinion about this. Here we go.
And thoughts. That's my morning jacket with it's, two people. Isn't that fucking crazy? That was like, that. that's exactly what that reminded me of. That was Jim James with two people. It, Dude, so... Great. So really the, great. the two bands that open up for him, one was like a country alt country band. One was like a really I don't know what it was Americana. Yeah. I was like, so I looked at my Paul, buddy Paul. I'm like, what is what the fuck is this band gonna be like? He's like, I promise you, it's gonna be good. So then they only set up two people, and I'm like, and then it's a standing guitar like a drummer. I'm like what, dude? And they, I'm telling you, within minutes, and that venue that they're playing in, okay, that's yeah. in Harrison, where it's called the Golden Pony. It holds 150 people. They had, um, for them, it's called their final send-off. They're playing three nights of the Golden Pony in August. It's almost sold out for most of the shows. I bought tickets to all three. I'm going to sell my third night. I'm going to give them away. And I thought he has a sounding a little bit of Ben of Band of Horses in some songs. He's got the vocal Band range of Jim yeah, James. Yeah. It's got White Stripes beat, a black guy beat. But he could play guitar like... He has a cover of um, Neil Young's Vampires. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I know that song. Oh, um, vampires off of like a, like a mid eighties album or oh, hold on a second. You know, let me see. Hold on a second. I, I still have you. Um, I don't think I sent, I don't think I've let, let's set it up. Um, I thought I had it on here. Sorry. I thought I had uploaded it, but I didn't No, they, they're just amazing for two people to put that kind of music out and have the energy. I'm talking about 10 people crowd surfing. I mean, fucking people, kids of young from like 14 to like older people. And I have not had that much fun at a show in a long, I mean, just the energy. There's a photo online of me uh, from that show. I saw my Charlottesville, me just looking into the crowd in like amazement of like these people crowd surfing, these young kids and this band just rocking i was just like shit so yeah i am hooked on a literal like they are absolutely great. amazing I can, I can see that band going places yeah they and band of horses was another good reference he had that sort of you know like not falsetto but like that little higher higher pitch voice uh and that echoey tone in the vocals sure that reminded me of some of the sort of faster paced band of horses songs so Shannon says sounding good. She liked him. Um, Matt says reminding me of Modest Mouse and Royal Blood mix. Royal Blood, so good. Uh, John Evans says sounds good. They have a similar treble vocal range and timing of the White Stripes and similar heavy rhythm of the Black Keys. And Tony Bounds, a very simple and dynamic yes. Tony is a simple man. You know he's gonna he's gonna be. You know what? Oh. Tell you what, I got a great video of Tony Bounds doing karaoke in Memphis. I'll we send that to you, and I'll we'll play that <laughs> as the as the intro to our next show. It will be the intro. The, oh, Tony, you'll love it, buddy. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. He's he slayed it. There there was a a karaoke bar in Memphis, Tennessee called the Windjammer. Okay, and. I started going to Memphis about 10 years ago to sell wine and just kind of met this crew of people in the wine business and they, they become lifelong friends of mine. They're coming out. They're going to be in Walla Walla in three weeks. Okay. And, and so <clears throat> um, this karaoke bar in Memphis, unfortunately it's not only been 
shut down, but they like leveled the building and oh. you know probably put up a condo or a restaurant or something in this place. It was called the Windjammer. Imagine in the past ten years walking into a place you could that, that you could still smoke inside. <laughs> okay, a bar. Yep. Windjammer was this bar you would go. It's a karaoke bar you walk into, and smoking was still allowed. And I remember walking in 10 years ago and I was shocked, hmm. but it didn't stop me from walking in because it was a karaoke bar and I love the karaoke. And uh, so, and whenever I'd go to Memphis, we'd always do a night at the wind jammer and Tony and my buddy James, my buddy Chris Shermer and uh, a few other friends uh, ended up at this joint. It was a, literally the last time I was at the wind jammer and like a month later, the place was leveled and no longer but mm. you couldn't you couldn't walk out of that place without smelling like an ashtray right disgusting but there's some great nights that were they had that night and let me tell you tony slayed it with his song so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll text it to you i, I can't wait and, to see it uh, we'll play it <laughs> i i can't i can't wait to say you know and tony's been he's been watching this show the since beginning. day one since the beginning yeah. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, with us coming up to the one year anniversary of the touring fan live, I, I, I appreciate you, Tony coming consistently to every episode. Also, Matt, uh, Behan has been another one and Brad have been yeah. two, uh, three people that have been there from episode one to episode 11. I really appreciate you all coming. Um, but I, I, I want to take a moment just real quick and just announce it. So next month, I didn't even realize that we're going to be doing our one year anniversary of the show on the 30th anniversary of Pearl Jam's 10 on an, uh, it's going to be an ex a very epic night. I'm going to, I plan on doing as pulling as much strings as possible to have something special. So I very much look yeah, forward to right. that. Um, yeah. well, you know, we usually do a, a toast. Well, well, we'll do a toast, but you drink all your wine. I, I, dude, I am, I am beyond fucked up right now. Like, this room feels very small and um that's what, what's the alcohol i want you to look, look at the back of that bottle oh shit it's gotta be like 14 7 14 9 yeah i mean that's that'll do it to you i'm gonna go how much did you share with your wife did you share with any of that with your wife <laughs> this this is all me buddy 100 no, percent. No. you know my wife is not a big red wine drinker she liked the other one <laughs> the other one the uh the rosé is that what you learned about wine is it is just the other one the rosé listen I... in, in in 12 months in, in 11. 11 episodes <laughs> what you've learned is that the other wine is just called the other one uh, well done i've obviously done my job here so trey i am i am fuck i am fucking 12 sheets to no. wind right now i am gone um you know, it's funny. <laughs> I had a, a, a buddy of mine called me. Go ahead. Go ahead. A buddy of mine called me the other day. And he's like, and we were talking, and I hadn't talked to him in years. And he's like, he's a Pearl Jam fan. I had no idea. And he was like, do you, you know, talking about the show and whatever. And he's like, do you talk, do you have a Pearl Jam show? I said, well, I have a couple of them, but I think one you might get a kick out of is the Let's Talk Vinyl. So he watched it and he's like, dude, I've never watched a show where you can literally watch someone go from sober to drunk by the end of the show because I watched four episodes and you literally are sober in the beginning and completely sloshed by the end. I'm like, I don't know if I sloshed, but I am, I am feeling it. I go upstairs and I try to like, I, my wife is like 
in the bed with my daughter in another room. Like she knows like these episodes, she like shuts the door. She's like, I ain't dealing with your stupid ass. She, what she ought to do is throw a, throw a pillow and a, a blanket on the couch for you on Tuesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but here, I, I, I listen. Here's, here's the thing. I, I appreciate having this show with you. I never would have thought about doing this until you even thought about approaching me and talking to me about it. It's so much fun. I get to talk about wine, which I love. I get to talk about Pearl Jam, which I love. And, uh, you know, when you follow a band for 30 years and, that, and that's, that's coming up, right? I mean, you know, let's, let's call it. I mean, when do you think, I can't tell you the first time I saw the video or heard the song, but I can tell you for sure it was in 91, right? And not, not 92. And I remember seeing him for the first time in 92, but to, to, Follow a, a band for 30 years and um, still have, still have that passion to go want to go see them live and to buy their music and to support their um, charity charitable contributions that they do and, and all that stuff. Um, that's that's kudos to that band for being able to keep you know of this framework of a fan base together. And that's not easy to do, right? And, you know, following the Pearl Jam social media sites and you can see how easy it is to some of these people go off the rails about shit. But for the most part, we all love the music and we love the band and we found lifelong friendships and people have been married and people have had babies and named them after the band member. I mean, it's crazy to think what that's, this band is still doing 30 years later, they're still together. We're going to get to see them live this year. I'm going to go to the Ohana Encore. You're going to see them and see her now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, it sounds like that's it for the year. I don't know if you've heard anything else on the front end or the back end. I've heard anything, but. Uh, Just you know. rumors. Well, let's hear some rumors. What are you hearing? Um, the rumors that I have seen is that. Once again, these are just rumors. So please do not berate me and say that this is not true. Um, the rumors are that there is going to be a live stream previous to them doing See Her Now Festival for two nights um, that is going to be in Seattle for them to raise money for a venue that is look that needs help. Um, well, that's a the, show box. I didn't say that you did. So... I mean how many venue? Okay, all right. It's news to me. That's great. The other rumor I heard was, um, but it seems debunked a little bit based off of Jeff's recent interview was that they were going to do indoor. Uh, indoor. He, the, Jeff yeah, didn't no, want to do any indoor, any which makes sense. Which makes sense. And this, you know, whatever case it may be, so that they were going to do, and because they're going to do see her now festival they're going to do ohana they're going to do the two nights for ohana ohana and encore i'm sorry and then i heard two more shows one was in vegas and one was going to be somewhere else um and they were going to be at the new football fields but once again those are all rumors i was going to say if they were outdoors correct i could see that but based i mean on the comments, yeah, based on the comments that jeff made but a football field is pretty pretty um pretty big 
That's pretty. That's pretty hard to fill. Anyway, but that's that's all I've heard. Um, I did hear there's supposed to be an Eddie solo tour in the in the upcoming winter months, but that could change too with the COVID variant coming out. I mean, there's so much that you know could change with everything happening day to day. Um, but you know, I want to say this real quick. Um, I do. You know, I appreciate everything you said. It was the kind words. It, it means the world to me. Um, I, I thank you so much for that because this. This show is is really fun to do with you, and um, I, I appreciate everyone that, that tunes in consistently. It really means a lot, a lot to me. I, I mean, I see names like Shannon Magoo, uh, Majoey that's been you know watching me when I did Strangers Tribe, and even previous to that with Tap Time Live, and she consistently follows me, and that means a lot to me. And seeing things like uh, Matt Behan, you know, those are people that have been with me for the last three years, so I, I appreciate that. Um, but you know, Trey. You're a busy person. You have a lot going on in your life. For you to take the time to do this once a month, uh, it mean it, mean, it does really mean the world to me. Uh, you've definitely become a friend um, and somebody that I'm really excited about uh, uh, actually meeting. Because for fuck's sake, I mean, we've been talking for uh, over a year. We haven't met, and I, we, we've ne- never seen a Pearl Jam show live together. That's never, 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 never. I mean, for fuck's sake, I mean. Um, Not right. But this last year has been, you know, trying for me. As a person, uh, just at, on a live stream platform, per se, um, we do have a big announcement coming up on Thursday for Touring Fan Live. Um, I will tell you this. If you are a fan of the Strangers Tribe Live, I can promise you this. In the next upcoming weeks, that show is coming back. Um, after much legal battle and bullshit, we are everything is is coming back to normal. So... Keep tuned for everything coming forward. Um, Trey, I don't want to keep you too long. It's almost 11 o'clock at night. This has got to be the longest fucking show we've ever done. It's only, it's only 8 o'clock here. What are you talking about? Well, for me, I mean, I gotta, I have to I have to fucking clean gutters tomorrow morning before working tomorrow evening. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. That's how it goes. But I do want to give this. Everything we're saying tonight when it comes to relation to Pearl Jam shows is only rumors. We, me and Trey have no inside sight to anything. We have no official uh, come down to nothing. We have no connection to the band whatsoever. I want to make that very clear. We are only saying the information that we f- read online, and that is all. The only thing I can promise you is this. I, I'm just coming to you to, for the information. I, I don't know any of this. Stuff. I know. Sh- I just read shit online just, and repeat it. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea. The August 20... Like, 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 like Trump voters. Oh, gee. Oh, oh we're not getting political on here. Uh... John, Ev- oh, look at John. John Anthony, if you want to talk about the Delta variant at, at some point, let me know. See, John, by the way, you know John's a, a doctor, right? John's been on the show. John was on the show this past month for um, the Hitchhiker show we do, where we talk to oh, a Pearl yeah. Jam fan. Yeah. John, anytime you want to come do you, on. Do you know that John stood on top of the Space Needle and raised the 12th band flag? Wait a minute. John, you did that and didn't talk about that on our, tour, our Hitchhiker show? The... John, I don't know if on. you watched that, but John had taped his phone up to something, right? And during the interview, about half, uh, 75% of the way, the damn phone kept falling, and he kept holding it. It was, oh, it was, it was, it was genius. It was absolutely genius. Um, as a matter of fact, John, if you want to, I'm going to say, Trey, are you busy for the next 20 minutes, or are you good? I'm good. Holly's dancing right now, so we're good. John, if you want to come on to the show right now and talk about the Delta variant and how it could potentially affect live shows going forward, I will send you a link to the show right now and get you on. You just message me. You message right now, and I will send it to you ASAP. 
I'm waiting for him to respond. If if and you don't have to have it fancy. You can just hold the phone and talk to us. Doesn't need to be set up all fancy. But you let me know. Um, but man, John Evans is another person. Like, there's so many people that I've never met, but because of me doing live streams, it's it's absolutely amazing. But yeah, no, I've never even met you, Trey. I mean, absolutely insane. But we know each other. We know. Yeah, it was amazing. Want love that you were there. You were there too, Trey. What the fuck is going on? So you met John? Yes, yes. That was in the home shows. We get to raise. We John got to raise the twelfth band flag, and I got to be up there. And Charles Peterson was up there taking photos. That was crazy. John, are, yeah. please tell me you're available. I need. I need for you to come on the show. Oh, I'm laying in bed though. Oh, I'm sending John a message right now with the link. Hold on. <laughs> That would be the best thing. Hold on. If you're watching, yeah. this this show might yeah. go a little off cue. I, I want to know if he has a, a, a Pearl Jam underoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, copy. I'm sending John the link right now. This is going to be the, a star-studded, event-filled um, a, a show. Let's see. John Evans. I'm sending it to you to your Instagram, John, by the way. John Evans? Chat, chat. All right, John is going to get the link. He should be on shortly. All right, John, I'm, I'm, I'll wait for you to come on, and we'll get you on. Um, hey, look, let's, let's hope. Let's hope that. Uh, well, hope wow. is too strong of a word. Shit. Uh, I, 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 I feel terrible because I have nothing else to drink. <laughs> I, I saved a glass for Holly. I said half the bottle. I went. I went a glass too far. Oh, but, it's you know. So, go ahead. Uh, I was was going to talk about the John's going to come on about this. You know, we're in the position we are today because there are people who refuse to go get their shot, mm-hmm. and even though they've got. They had no they had no problem getting their shot when they were an infant and their parents had no problem getting their shots and lo and behold, that's weird. Polio's not around anymore. Mm. You know? I mean, just think about all the uh diseases that could have wiped out mankind that aren't around anymore. And uh, you know, there are folks that's still out there that won't go get their fucking shot. What drives <laughs> me nuts is, is that these people, like these athletes say, you don't know my body. Why should I take the shot? But these athletes are the same athletes that were in college and high school and middle school that had to have all their shots up to date to play on a team that was, you know, for them to play in any league. So they had to do it. So they've been doing it for years. Vaccines aren't new. And for join the military. Oh, I know. Join the military. Do you think you can go into the military or vaccines? No. You have to have every goddamn shot in the book and and five shots you've ever heard of, you know. Yeah, so, it's crazy. But the, I think I, I, I think the I think the crazy thing is is that like people that have excuses of why they're not getting the, the listen. I've got the vaccine. Um, I talked to you right after you got yours too, Trey, and you're like, hey, you know, you said you're sore in the arm. And that's about it. Same thing happened to me, but I'm fine. I don't have any extra limbs growing. I mean, my cell phone reception got a little bit better. I mean, so whatever. Good. It's really good, right? That dude, myself, dude, myself. I got five fucking bars right now. I got five G plus, like, like, like extra five G now. Dude, Thank I have. Kids. I don't know about you. I have seven G on my phone. I am rolling <laughs> crazy numbers right now. <laughs> oh man. 
Um, oh. He just so John just saw the message, so he should be on any minute. Um, All right, man. Well, John, 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 will clarify the the uh, the whole vaccine debate. For I mean, he's not going to clarify it for anybody. If you're watching the show, I'm assuming you probably also have your vaccine. So. You have common sense. But, uh, yeah, I hope so. We I'm hope look, so. Who would have thought? Listen, we went from having no guests on the show up here. He comes and ready. Welcome, hey, Miss Doctor John? John. How are you doing? Why in bed? That's how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> the man sleeps in a Pearl Jam T-shirt. I knew it. <laughs> vote, vote for change is totally fitting. <laughs> hey Trey, how you doing? It's good to see you, buddy. Um, so uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, and I'll try and you know be brief, but. Um, you know, the, the Delta variant, <clears throat> pardon me, um, is just one of many variants. Um, you know, the, all viruses mutate, um, and they mutate very rapidly. Um, a lot of the mutations are not, uh, significant. Some of them are, um, and the Delta variant is one of those significant, um, mutations. So far, the data is showing that, um, the the vaccines that, you know, the Pfizer, the Johnson, 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 too, you know, the Moderna, they're all effective against the, um, the variants um, and quite highly effective. So um, most of the people who are getting sick, you know, you're reading about, you know, this great number of people who are a big surge in cases and um, most of them, you know, more than 83%, I think even now it's up to like 85% are unvaccinated. Um, and then of the people who, who have been vaccinated, what people have to re remember is that, you know, you have windows after each dose. Or, or, that's with respect to the two-dose vaccines. You know, you have the, Mo the Moderna and the Pfizer, both two-dose vaccines. So after the first dose of either one of those, you're only roughly about 50% immune. And that 50% immunity takes about two weeks to uh, come into play, if you will. Then, you know, four weeks later, you get your second dose and 100% immunity takes about two weeks after you've received the second dose. So it's very, very possible for someone to be infected within that two week period well, actually, arguably within the six-week period after um, uh, receiving the, the first dose, um, and then within the two-week period after receiving the second dose, and because you you haven't received you haven't achieved 100% immunity yet, so um, someone would say, well, "Yeah, but I've been vaccinated. I've been fully vaccinated." Well, true, but your exposure could have happened most likely during that period where you're not fully immune. So, and that's what, that's what the data is showing for a lot of people. Um, it's not to say that there aren't the, there aren't the um, outliers where someone has been fully vaccinated for quite a while and they're getting sick um, from the Delta variant, but it's, it's kind of few and far between. So I think that, I think it definitely needs, um, you know, it needs our attention it's, it's important enough that we need to pay attention to it and respect it. But I don't think at this point we have to um, modify things 
too greatly. I know that the CDC um, recently just um, uh, changed their mask protocol so that even people who are fully vaccinated and, and been fully vaccinated for a while, they should start wearing masks in what are called um, uh, uh, high acuity. In the hot spots, yeah. Yeah, hot spots, right. Which is, which is pretty much every state has a, at least one or two hot spots, but then there are areas, you know, it's mostly the South and the Southwest. Those are the, those are the, the hot spots. So, um, uh, in those areas, yeah, definitely, you know, um, or if you're going to be around immunocompromised people, if you're not in a hot spot, but generally speaking, you know, if the more people who get vaccinated, fully vaccinated, maintain protocol until after they've achieved full immunity, um, the likelihood of transmitting, uh, being infected and or transmitting to someone is very, very small. It's, you know, it's less than, I can't remember the exact percentage. I'm just going to toss out, it's less than 1%. I want to say it's less than like a half of a percent. But um, uh, so again, just mostly just push, 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 push people to get vaccinated because the more people that have it, the less um, significant any variant comes along is going to be and the less likelihood that the, the thing's going to mutate. You know, it, it has to mutate typically between two, two, two you know, um, uh, host, you know, that vector has to take place or has to exist. If that vector no longer exists. Mutations don't really matter because they're not going to be transmitted. John, let me ask you John, this. Heard, oh, sorry. I, I was going to say that what I've heard was that the hospitalization rate of people who are getting COVID today, uh, that the percentage of the unvaccinated people that are the ones who are being hospitalized is like 99.5% of the people that are hospitalized are the ones who have not been vaccinated at all. Right. And those are the ones who are being hospitalized with COVID today. So there are certainly people that, that have been vaccinated, whether one shot, two shots, uh, eight months ago or recently, but are not being hospitalized with COVID. Right. And, um, and, that, and that's a great point, Trey. You know, um, so one of the other things, one of the other benefits about, um, you know, being vaccinated is if you do get infected, um, it, one, reduces viral shedding so that you're less likely to transmit to someone else, but it's also going to be much less effective inside you um, because, you know, your immune system is going to mount a much greater response. And so to your point, Trey, yeah, absolutely. The one, the, the thing about the variants that's been coming along is that they are more infective. Um, typically, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, they're more virulent in that they're going to produce a um, uh, more significant, more severe illness. Um, however, the Delta variant is showing just that, that the people who are unvaccinated who are getting sick from it because it has um, uh, it more readily uh, especially um, in your pulmonary system, the cells in your pulmonary system, it more readily uh, infects, penetrates those cells. Um, so people are getting, the unvaccinated that is, are getting much sicker than the, you know, back in, let's say, you know, January, February, March of you know, the past year, because that variant um, was mainly only affecting people who 
the people who are being hospitalized with, with you know, the original variant, if you will, um, had really high risk factors, you know, and now it's people who otherwise are healthy, young people who are healthy. They could be, you know, runners. They could be, you know, marathoners, uh, triathletes, whatever. Um, and if they're unvaccinated, it's hitting them really, really hard. Mm. And, and the death rate, too, is, is skyrocketing among that, among that subset, you know. It, it's a more efficient, it's, it's like almost like a more efficient virus. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. John, let me ask you this. I know Trey and myself and Trey's wife and my wife are both vaccinated. We both have younger children um, that mm-hmm. are not able to have vaccination. Is there, should, is there something that we should be cautious about because we're vaccinated that we could potentially bring home to them? Or should we, are we okay because we're vaccinated that we shouldn't worry too much about bringing something home to them? Um, no, I think you should still worry. I mean, it only, well, let me, if you're in the, one of the hotspots, um, I think you should still be precautious um, because uh, while if you were to if you were to be um, let me back up. So there are two there are two things that you need to be cautious about. One, the virus getting inside of you and then you shedding it and transmitting it to your children. So that's one. That that likelihood is is much less because you're fully vaccinated. Your body's going to attack and destroy much of the virus that gets inside of you. Okay. But, but you still have contact. You you still have surface contact. Um, or it could be, you know, external, you could have it in just inside your nose, just inside your nair, the new, um, the new testing that they're doing, they're not drilling for oil where they're like, you know, poke it through the back of your skull anymore. They're just going just inside your nose because it can live there for quite a long time. Mm. Um, your, you know, your immune system is not really doing much, but you could sneeze, you could cough, you're, you know, even just a, a sigh, you're blowing air out of your nose. So plus you have it on your hands, you know, you touch something, your, your child goes and touches that thing. And then, you know, they touch their, their mouth or their nose, that T zone and, you know, boom, you know, they've, they've been infected. So, yeah, I mean, definitely if you're, um, especially if you're in a hot spot, but just generally speaking, I think that that protocol still needs, needs to exist. Personally, I'm not you know going to go against the CDC or anything like that. Personally, I think that the the relaxation, for lack of a better word, was way too early, mm. um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing you know more problems. Do you think that we might potentially see cancellation of shows in the fall time because of the way things are going right now? And it, it just as an opinion, not as an official release, but as an opinion to you. Um. um Intellectually, I can see it happening. My gut says no. Okay. Um, and the reason why is because I think more and more people are getting vaccinated. I think, I think again, that protective quality um, um, is sufficient enough, significant enough that I don't, I don't think that we would have to. However, from a from a precautionary standpoint, um, I could see it happening because no one's gonna, you know, no one's gonna want that on their shoulders. You know, sure. no one's going to want to say, yeah, we were the people who didn't cancel. We had shows and then, you know, 95 people died of COVID at our show. Mm. So, well, C- California has already walked back and I think LA County has already gone back to masking requirements. Indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, which, so, which I think is a great idea. I mean, you know, I, smart. I, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. That's, that's 15 million people. 
you know, in 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 the in the in the county north and south, right? Right. It's a lot of folks, and so to say that you have to go wear a mask indoors for the next two or three months after you've already been doing it for the past twelve months, mm-hmm. or you know, fifteen or whatever it was, you know, they relaxed it, and but it's really not asking that much of people at, at, at anywhere, right? Whether L.A. or wherever. Yeah. And so if they went back to where I live today and said, you probably should mask up again, we'll mask up again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I hope people, I hope people, um, you know, uh, subscribe to that thought process. I think a lot of people are, you know, are, are going to heave that big sigh of like, you know, oh God, this again, you know, for me in the hospital, it's man, it's still mandated. You know, we never, we never stopped. We haven't really we haven't really let down in any of our protocol um, just because we can't. But, um, you know, I like um, you know, when I'm out and about, if I'm if I'm in open air, um, you know, we have in Michigan now we have where you don't have to wear a mask in you know, open air things. And, and I'll do that. I feel weird kind of doing it, but I'll do that if I'm in enclosed space, grocery store or whatever else to wear. But, um, yeah, I just I don't know. I just think. I think that more and more people need to get vaccinated. Let's let's mask back up for another three or four months, and um, then I think we'll be in pretty good shape. But I just, you know, when when a lot of the a lot of the relaxation happened a few months ago, I, I don't know. I I think I think it was wishful thinking, and I think people. I think also too it was a reaction to people were just getting fed up, and it was a way to say, hey, look, let's you know let's so nobody snaps let's ease up just a bit vaccination rates are going very well we predict them to go you know better let's just kind of relax let everybody enjoy the summer a little bit but you know in the back of my head i was just i was just cringing i was like ah it's it's too early well i'm of the thought that if you want to get a vaccination you've had more than enough opportunity to get one right and the folks who have not received the vaccination now yet it, it's a choice and if i'm wrong about that and people can chime in on our, on our uh, our podcast here uh that they can't get the vaccination we're in washington state trust me for the past three months if you wanted it you can get it anywhere you want yeah and the folks who don't want to get it don't want to get it yeah, no, I, you know, and you can't force them, and I totally get that. But well, now actually, I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, there, there actually now there are a few states that are talking about mandating it, you know, making it mandatory. And I don't know, if, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. I've heard about the, it being mandatory for for government employees, the VA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the VA made it mandatory to today or yesterday that. Every VA employee must have their vaccine. Yeah, and I, I think that that's. I mean, unless you truly are immunocompromised, where you can't even take that, mm-hmm. then let's find a role for you somewhere with an organization that you don't have to be in front of people around right. people. Yeah, but you know, you know, and I, I'm a veteran, and I use the VA. I get my I, I have hearing aids the VA, mm-hmm. so I go there. Two or three times a year, yeah. uh, but the majority of people that go see the VA are 
immunocompromised or they're older or they're they have a lot of things wrong with them yeah and so you know why wouldn't you want your health care i mean right. yeah it's, it's, well, it's great yeah it's and you know i mean oh, sorry go ahead no i didn't try i didn't know you were in the you were in the military yeah man i'll serve my country well thanks man. for your service trey yeah thank uh, you yeah. I, pleasure if there is like every time I know more and more about Trey, is there more of a like there that's like the good friend to have on your side? Like, damn, like he's like that he just has he just checks all the fucking boxes. It was uh it was all black op stuff. I can't even talk about it. Oh, yeah, I, was wait, gonna wait, say, wait. I was gonna say Trey's the guy that you know he'll get you the wine, then he, you know, he's the guy that you know snap your neck in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen, you know, well, first of all, I have to say this, John. You know, every time you come on the show, you just make every show like so much better with your knowledge and expertise in the field. Um, just because you play it very straight down the road, you're giving facts. You're not put. You're not. You know, there's a lot of people that pl- uh, pick political sides. You're not doing that. You're just saying, "Hey, listen, this is what I know. Oh, this is the facts. facts. The facts are facts. 100 yeah. percent, Trey." And I, I appreciate that, um, man. You know, John, have you not have you not told him about? Raising the twelfth man flag, man. We just, you know, how how do we have a show have about you, you about as a big ass Pearl Jam fan less than three weeks ago, and that wasn't part of our story. Danny Danny Clinch is up there taking photos of him raising mm. the twelfth man flag. All right, well, I'll t- okay, I'll, so I'll tell I'll tell the 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 story. So the whole thing came about. Well, there, there's two part factor. One, it was a completely serendipitous thing, a total crapshoot thing. And then second of all, it really came down to the incredible generosity uh, and wonderful person that Tim Bierman is. And we all, we all know what a great, incredible guy he is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were in line in Seattle uh, for the home shows and, um, uh, if everybody remembers how hot it was. So um, a bunch of people, I don't know, like 10, 10 12 people um, went to in on a room. Um, uh, it was right around the corner from the, the stadium. And um, just to have a place to go to the bathroom, you know, take a quick shower, whatever. Well, I, they had that rooftop pool. And so I was just, I was sweltering. And so I just went back. I just randomly went back and I'm, I'm uh, in the lobby of the hotel, ready to go up. And for whatever reason, I didn't know that you had to key in to get to the top, top, you know, it was on the whatever, I'll say the 10th floor, I can't remember. So I didn't know you had to key in. So I hit the 10th floor and I went up to the 10th floor, but then the door didn't open. And I went all the way back down to the lobby again. And when the door opens, Tim's right there. And and I I hadn't seen him since um, basically Chicago for for the release of... um, uh, let's play two. And so I was like, Tim, he's John. Okay. So we're talking, we're talking. He's like, Oh, we got to get together for a beer. Okay. Fantastic. So he goes and does his thing. I go for a quick swim. I go back and he texts me a little while later. Um, and he says, Hey, well, let's get together, you know, in, in, down the lobby for a beer. I'm going to this, uh, uh, fundraising thing, but let's, you know, have a quick beer. Okay, great. So we're down there and we're talking, we're just talking about, you know, Hey, well, how's the prep for the show going? Great, great, great. Um, this, that, and the other. And, and I said, you know, what kind of stuff, you know, what kind of stuff are you doing? He goes, well, tomorrow we're going to, you know, raise the, um, the Pearl Jam flag on, on the top of the uh, Space Needle. 
um, like Mike McCready did, you know, earlier that spring for the, or I guess it was a year before the spring year before, before yeah. Yeah. um, for, you know, the, for the, um, album and everything. And, um, oh, cool. Wow. And he just paused and he goes, you want to go? And I said, yeah, I want to go. And then he paused again. And he goes, you want to raise the flag? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to raise the flag. <laughs> and that was it. That That's how it came back. It was, it, had I not gone swimming and had I not keyed in, I probably wouldn't have run into him in the lobby and the whole thing wouldn't have happened. And it's all all due to Tim. So and that I, literally you know, the, day, the day before? Yeah, it was the day before. It was, it was so going to be, he said. That's, that's yeah. an awesome story because yeah. we were, uh, you know, I was, Tim and Art, like I was already going to be up there with him, and I knew they were going to be raising the the Pearl Jam flag, and I had no idea it was going to be you. And then we went up that day, and you know, I've always known such a you've always been a great fan of the band and a great friend of the band, and um, having Danny up there, my buddy Jeff Whitman, who you met, yeah, oh yeah, Jeff, yeah, Jeff, yeah, yeah awesome. it was uh, that was just an awesome day. It was yeah. a great day. Yeah, it was it was an absolute thrill, and then they they broadcast it live on um, the you know the Pearl Jam podcast. Yeah, um, but it was an absolute thrill, and you know they were they were psyching me up, you know, because I saw I saw when Mike you know raised it, and I remember afterwards he was saying, "Oh yeah, it was really it was kind of heavy, and my arms were getting tired, and plus I was trying not to pinch my finger in the wheel, you know, with that rope." <laughs> and so they're telling me all this stuff, and um, um. Yeah, so I'm kind of a little bit psyched out. I'm kind of freaked out, but I'm thinking, and they said, you know, if, um, um, you know, your, your arms get tired, don't worry. Just one of us will come. I'm like, you could, you could dangle a Buick and an elephant off of this rope. I'm guaranteeing you I'm getting this flag up. It's not, <laughs> it's not happening. You know, I, I, my adrenaline was just sky. So I got that thing up and it was, you know, actually it's actually pretty easy, but then it wasn't very windy and so we're waiting for the and then finally this gust came up and danny turned around and took this picture as the flag oh. billowed out mm. oh god it was just it was a thrill absolute thrill you I know got, i've got some photos of that somewhere and i'll i'll send it to you john oh i'd love it yeah i'd love yeah. it yeah or I, I maybe have a video of you actually getting that up i'll have to find that yeah that'd be great you know john you're coming are you doing see her now festival uh i have tickets and i hope so my um uh our our new um, schedule just came out and I have to flip some stuff around, but I'm going to try my best to be there. And I'm going to also try and go to, uh, Ohana Encore, but, um, it's going to be kind of, you know, kind of flying if, by if the seat like this. If you're going to make Encore, let me know. We're, we're okay. going to be there that, that Friday, Saturday for that show for sure. Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd be wonderful. Well, that, yeah. that might be a picture you, me and John in one place. Hey, Listen, you better come to Encore. You didn't say you were coming to that. I am. I'm working my wife up to it right now. Just you give me give me some time. Um, but listen, John. If hopefully you can make it out to see her now festival. Um, and if you decide to come out and you're there for Friday, please let me know. Um, I'd love to have you at um, the Shore Shock event. We're uh, Shore Stock event. We're raising money for. Um, the project matters, so um, let me know. I'll get you on the list. We can get you in on that for um, yeah, for sure. It. I'd love to see you. I mean, we've talked so much; it's yeah. crazy. I've talked to so many people over the last two years and never and never met them. It's 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 really weird to me to think that. But 
that's the world of COVID, buddy. I know. Well, listen, John, I don't want to keep you too much. I know you're in bed, and um, but man, I appreciate you so much and your stories. Um, you're an amazing person, and hopefully we will be um, fist bumping or high fiving or hugging or whatever COVID allows us to do in the next two months. Once, uh, once um, you know, it gets to that point where we can have, uh, you know, we're not folks on stranger danger anymore. Uh, I just, I just want to be covered in bruises from bear hugs with people. I, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I was going to say, or, or like, or like slam dancing. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, John, well, listen, you get back to bed. We're going to, um, yeah. I pre- dude, the stories were amazing. I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we'll be talking to you soon. Cause you are such an entertaining person for sure. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for letting me come on. I just wanted definitely. to you know clarify some stuff. So I appreciate well, you, it. You definitely did. All right, buddy. You have a good night. Okay. All right. You too. See you, Anthony. See you, Trey. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. Who would have thought? All-time record, man. We're at two hours and 23 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My kid has been yelling at me. She's like, I'm getting these text messages. When are you getting off the Wi-Fi? Oh, yeah. I know for, for, for sure. My kids are probably sleeping, and I'm pretty sure it's like cold-ass dinner um, waiting for me upstairs. Sure. Um, what an episode. What yeah, an episode. Great, buddy. Oh man! You know, uh, I, I I gotta be honest with you. I feel like we barely even touched on the topic. I, f- I was thinking the same thing, dude. Let's be had, honest. No, we, we, we had, played we, we we played four cover songs. Four cover songs. We we had Black Circle on. We had John on. We we didn't re- we had John. We really didn't even talk about what. No. Yeah. I mean, how about this next it was, month? It was, a, it, was, it was a successfully failed episode. Listen, we're, we're 11 months in. So at 23 months, we'll do another cover episode. All right. Well, like we'll legit get into them because I, I listened to all of my favorite covers today and you played for them. You played four covers and they were all very good, but no, none of them were my favorite covers. And so I feel like I need to like be How more about, proactive and in, in communicate with you. Like, Hey man. Yeah. Let's, let's, fucking, let's do, let's, we'll, we'll do another from Denver, 2013. Uh, 14, 14. Oh, I always get the mix up. All right. We'll definitely, we'll do, we'll do another cover episode to bring us all together. Um, I was not expecting two guests tonight. I'm very grateful uh, for the two guests with Black Circle and John coming on this evening. I'm always super grateful uh, for Trey Bush um, for coming on and <laughs> having me uh, be a part of uh, his um, bubble. For for that, I am super grateful. For everyone that tuned in tonight, I'm so grateful for that. Listen, for more information about our shows, we have another show tomorrow. Uh, Damian Fulton's coming on. He's one of the artists that are doing a ukulele for um, the Project Matters. Uh, so we have 12 ukuleles custom painted by some of the top artists in the game. I've seen one of them already, and I'm mind blown by what he did. Um, but there's 12 artists, 12 custom ukuleles. Damian Fulton's one of them. He'll be on the show tomorrow for an evening with. We have um, some more episodes coming up over the next few weeks. Stay tuned. Go to Touring Fan Live, the touringfanlive.com for more information. Check out our social media page, our Instagram, and our Twitter for more information about that. We are going to be doing our episode of Let's Talk Vinyl next month for the 30th anniversary of 10. The fact that I'm remembering all this and I'm drunk as shit. I know. I can't believe it. 
Holy shit. Yeah, I'm fuck. I, it, 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 dude, it is hurting my fucking head right now to remember all this shit. But listen, you know, that, once that, again. That's the, that's the Grenache. That's is that the Grenache? Because this, dude, I've drinking a lot of bottles of wine with you, 11 of them to be specific. I've never felt this way before, so this is super fucked up. Um, but thank you to Black Circle. Thank you to John Evans. And especially thank you to Trey Bush, who deals with my bullshit every month, at least once a month. Um, and for all those beautiful wedding photos that you've posted that just makes all of us look so irrelevant because you just, you and your uh, wife uh, are just my beautiful. Wife, my wife, my, my wife makes us all look irrelevant. So, um, and for uh, Matt Bayhan that says, hey, up by the way, t- up that Twitter game. Yeah, I know. First of all, I had no Twitter game cause I got I all that format a long time ago, but listen, Anthony, you saw who played my wedding, right? Uh, yes, I do. Richard, Stuber. I know. Yeah. Get him on. Let's get him on the show. Let's get him on the show. Let's get him on the show. I love Richard. Right. We text. We text we'll make, often. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. All right. Well, listen. If you're tuning in for the first time and you miss some of the show, you can listen to the whole show right after the show uh, is done on our Facebook page. It'll be on our YouTube channel tomorrow. Just search the Touring Fan Live. And for you podcast listening people, you can listen to the whole show on our podcast. We are so fucking close to 1 million listens for just this show let's talk vinyl let's knock that shit out for a one year anniversary just search the touring fan live on all of your favorite podcast platforms and just remember to subscribe and like because that helps us so we can continue to get to get actual sponsorships and not for us to make up fake should, ones and get emails see, but the paychecks we're getting Anthony I mean the paychecks here, I'm going to give you a, a true fact because I'm allowed to say this now. I have spent in one year's time, which will be this Thursday, in one year's time, I have spent $9,462.11 to have this show consistently up and running. And guess how much money I've made on this show? Zero dollars. And I am not mad about that at all because I love doing this show. I love talking to Trey. I love having the fan interaction. It is not about the money for me. It is about making people have a good time. And for that, I am grateful. I'm grateful as well, buddy. Well, listen, thank you so much. I'm going to end this show on a positive note and saying thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Talk Vinyl. I am Anthony. That's Trey. Until next time, continue listening to music.